Good morning. Thank you for clicking on the podcast. Um, you know, I just so literally twenty seconds ago, I was so frustrated. I just want to vent. This house has so much clutter. I was in. I'm in my basement right now because I'm recording this Saturday afternoon. My wife and son are upstairs taking naps. He naps between like one and four every afternoon. Um, and mommy had a, 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 a ladies night last night. <laughs> so mommy's, uh, <clears throat> feeling the effects of that and also taking a nap this morning, or I'm sorry, this afternoon. So I'm knocking some things off my to-do list, including getting my podcast finished up and I come down to the basement so I don't make too much noise, but there's just so much clutter. Like, how do you accumulate this much just random shit? I remember asking my mother, like years ago, I think maybe when I first moved to Rochester, you know, and I had nothing. I had like a futon and like a TV. <laughs> and I remember asking my mother, like, how do you get stuff? Like, how do you even, how do you afford to furnish a home? And I still remember my mom saying to me, she said, you, you just do over time. Like, you don't, you don't just furnish your home all at once it just over time you'll be surprised it just piles up and even just i'm sitting in my basement i'm looking around i've got a an old recliner i've got a couple other nice armchairs there's just random stuff ever anyway i'm sorry this is not where i was planning on going with this podcast but i guess part of growing up right part of growing up um speaking of growing up my son's third birthday party is today my wife very conveniently kicked uh um, scheduled it to go from 11.30 a.m. until 1.30 p.m. on a Sunday during football season. So I will have to, unfortunately, miss a little bit of the Browns game today. Leo's birthday was last Monday. It was November 1st, and it was such a great day. Oh, I took the day off. We went to the Strong Museum. He opened presents. Just beautiful day. Just such a little – he's just such a little man. Like, again, speaking of my mom, I was just telling her about this. We were sitting there one night this week, my wife and I, and I had just gotten home from work, and we're just kind of chatting about our days. And he's eating a bowl of popcorn, and he's sitting with his legs crossed on the couch just watching us talk. And I looked over at him. I'm like, when did this baby become a man? Like he's, I mean, he's three, but it's crazy. He looks like such a young man now. It's just unbelievable. Oh, anyway, um, speaking of the Browns, Odell Beckham Jr., Ugh, what do you want me to say? I, 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 you know, I don't think a lot of people tune into this for sports talk, but Odell didn't do anything wrong. Baker didn't do anything wrong. They're just not a good fit. Odell's a deep ball receiver. Baker literally can't throw it that far. Baker is unfortunately not built like a professional athlete. He's not bigger, stronger, faster. Look at Josh Allen for the Bills. That's a professional athlete. Bigger, stronger, faster. Right? What are Josh Allen's problems? Maybe too big, too strong, too fast. Because sometimes if, if, if Josh Allen, if you're going to criticize him on anything, could be he's a little erratic. His throws are all over the place or he runs when he shouldn't. Baker doesn't have that physical professional athlete thing to him, right? Break, Baker is – Baker is – he's just he's, – he, if he's going to do it, he's going to have to dink and dunk his way. Now, people will always point to and say you don't have to be bigger, stronger, faster to succeed at quarterback. Look at Drew Brees. Look at Russell Wilson. I mean, you can come up with lists of, of smaller quarterbacks. But, you know, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, especially you take Drew Brees, he's a legend. He'll go down as one of the best of all time. But Drew Brees had had an arm with some power that Baker doesn't have. He also was just so smart. And Baker's just not showing that. And I don't think Baker – was toxic. Or I'm sorry, I don't think OBJ was toxic for the Browns. I just think at some point you got to look at this thing and go, look, Baker can't get it to this guy. He just physically can't get it there. I'm not saying Baker can't lead us to the promised land. I'm just saying you got to make sure everyone's on the same page and sometimes things just aren't a good fit. It Maybe it just wasn't a good fit. That's all. That's all I'm saying. All right, this podcast is um, these these ladies who I met at I actually met these ladies at the Chai Guy Cafe on Park Ave and recorded this podcast, which was a cool experience. Thank you to Pat Tharp, the Chai Guy, for allowing us to do that. Uh, these ladies are wonderful. They've launched a new product, Bucha Bites, Kombucha Bites. You'll hear them talk all about it in the podcast. 
They are wonderful. This conversation is less of an interview, more of a conversation because it's it it's even includes some of them asking me questions. And you know, I, I got to tell you, I love talking to these girls, and they were wonderful. But there was a point in time this week where I was thinking I wasn't even going to put this episode out because I just felt like maybe it was too self serving, and that I do talking a lot of talking in this episode of talking about myself and answering questions for them. And I I sound like a I, I don't like trying to sound like a know it all because I know very little. And, uh, you know, it's embarrassing for me when people are asking me questions, you know, I'm such a rookie in general, still, at least on the manufacturing side. But anyway, but at the end of the day, wonderful girls, wonderful product. I want to put this out and I hope you like it. And I hope you don't hold any of my antics against me and uh, continue to listen. Uh, Happy birthday, Leo. Let's go Browns. Let's go Bills. Thank you for listening and enjoy the Bucha Bite, ladies. And I was just talking about how quiet this room is, <laughs> and immediately when I hit record, it gets loud. There's a frother. That's a frother back there. It should still sound good, though, I think. It makes it, it brings the room to life Authentic, of where we are. for sure, yeah. yeah you exactly. get the real deal. You're yeah. with us, with the frothing and all. We are, we're at the Chai Guy on Park Ave. Yeah. Um, and why don't you ladies introduce yourself? Why don't you go ahead and start first? Sure. So my name is Alexis, and my partner over here. I'm Kaylee. We own the Calm Life business, which makes Bucha Bites. Uh, so those are our two brands that are one, really. And it's like a, it's a brilliant thing, just what you've told me. It's frozen kombucha bites. Frozen kombucha Little bites, Little yeah. frozen edible kombucha bites. It's, like mm-hmm, a, it's yeah. like a, this is such a bad comparison because it's health food, but I was going to say like a bag of chips. Is it like a... But it is kind of like a bag yeah, of chips. It's that's very how, convenient. That's how we got the idea. We were munching on another snack. And we were kind of like, hmm, we could have something that's this, like, tasty and edible. And, like, because we were finishing bags of other snacks. And we were like, yeah. we want a snack. We want to make a snack like this that people just want to, like, devour the whole bag. Yeah. yeah. Well, to, to just to start off by going straight into Shop Talk before we get into your history, they say that the way to really to break into grocery is to either disrupt a category or create a new category. Absolutely. So Snackable Frozen. Yeah. Is Snackable Frozen a thing yet? Does that it's exist? It's starting. Bite-sized stuff is on the rise. Okay. Uh, some of the ice creams that I've kept my eye on, they are making now bite-sized forms, like even cookie, cookie dough bites, yes. little Snickers bites. Like they are starting to bite-size things, yep. and so it is a category that's rising. But you know, the kombucha bites frozen has is innovative. So we're taking something that is starting to have some growth and potential and adding it into a, our category, which is kombucha. Mm-hmm. So I was reading about you guys right before I came here, and one of my favorite things is like the first line of the about us is that it's like it started when we became best friends. Yes. I love that. It's true. So let's talk about that. Before Kombucha Bites even existed, how did you guys meet? How do you know each other? How did you become I remember it clearly. We we were in seventh grade. Yeah, cafeteria. Yeah, and I was in the cafeteria. I was new to the school. Yeah. And I don't remember how it happened, but I think you just came up to the table. I think we had a mutual friend, and she just came up to the table. Yeah. Yeah, It was really simple. And we're like, yeah, I think I like you. Yeah. We're like, let's be friends. You were the one that was new to the school? I was new to the school, yeah. And you were like, oh, this... Let's welcome her into our group. Yeah, I just walked oh right God. up to her. Like something told yeah. me to go over there and sign myself. I was like, oh, I feel like I need to ask her something. So I That's did. That's awesome. That's yeah. like written. And also, it's not typical for seventh graders to be so nice to each other, right? <laughs> That's like, probably why I stayed friends with her all this time. <laughs> yeah. Weren't we like very proprietary over our lunch tables in seventh grade? Yes. I can't yeah. remember though. I feel like it was, I don't know. It's changed so much. I don't know what it's like now. I don't have any kids, but... Back then, I feel like people were, like, semi-nice, but a lot more social than I think things have changed, too. Because back then, we didn't have, like, access to phones. Even, you know, seventh graders, I think, do now. But it was more, I don't know, 
within everyone's realm to want to go and talk to somebody rather than just sit on your own on your phone. Yeah. How, well, am I allowed to ask how old you guys are? Yeah. I think I'm older than you we're, guys. We're 30. Yeah, 30. I, I, I okay. just turned 30 in August and I'm she's technically still 29. turning 30. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm 38. So I'm a little bit older than you guys. Uh, but yeah, so no cell phones. I was just going to say that about yeah. how today yeah. it's like they're allowed to have their cell phones. Yeah. Just with them all day. In right. school. Yeah. And for it's me, so first of all, I should say when I was in seventh grade, cell phones, not that they didn't technically exist, but they weren't even... It wasn't even possible that we would have a cell phone, right. a, a, a seventh grader. It right. wasn't even possible. Yeah. It didn't come around until college for me, which I guess would have been high probably. school for around high, high school for yeah. us. Yeah, and we had cell phones then, but they still weren't like, no, they were pretty simple. Yeah. And, it, and it wasn't, it, I remember the first cell phone I got was sort of more like, it was my freshman year in college and my mom got me the cell phone so that I would have like an emergency phone for when I was walking to parties and back. Yeah. And it wasn't even a, a cool thing yet. It was kind of like, okay, mom, I guess I'll take this stupid cell phone. I think before <laughs> you know? we started texting, before that was a thing, we were on AIM. That was yes. way more of a thing before oh texting. With the profiles God. too. Yeah. You know, if we were dating someone, dating this person, starting yes. nine yes date how much anxiety was caused by the perfect away message on the oh, oh my god it was god. a big deal you had to, i went song lyrics most of the time oh yeah that's a good one <laughs> yeah you know that's very that's, that's a good one to Classic. show my teenage angst at the yeah. time yeah it was always yeah. it was and i was like nirvana so it was always like some nirvana lyrics <laughs> and just some like yeah. and it was just like if you read those lyrics you'd be like he is really yeah. so wise a, a, woke, yeah he's so wise and and smart beyond his years. Yeah. Meanwhile, so he really in tune with his it. feelings over there. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, none of it. Not even. Tuned. Okay, so you guys stay best friends that whole time, seventh grade yeah. till yes. now. Always yes. best friends. Yeah. yeah. What did you guys do uh, for like right out of college? Like, what, what were your career paths? What were you gonna be when you grew up? Yeah. So this is where we kind of took different paths. I okay. like went away for college. She got into marketing here. Um, yeah, so when she was away, she went to Syracuse. She has, you know, a degree in science, uh, and I stayed. And I, that's weird. That so is we weird. <laughs> See, that's how close of friends we are. Someone calls me, I hang up. They call her. Yeah. yeah. But basically, yeah, we uh, use both of our degrees that we're going. Like I worked here at an advertising agency for about five years. Which agency? Mason Marketing. So I had a, no, I had a client. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. Yeah. They do donuts here. Yeah. So I actually uh, was in charge of hiring and uh, training my own team of people to go to these store openings. And I had two mascots. I had a donut mascot, sprinkles, as well as Cuppy, the big cup of coffee. And you better bet when I didn't find anyone to fill those roles, guess who was in there? It was either her or me. I brought her along for those rides, too. We dragged each other through our journeys. Do you you know what they call that, though? There's a word for that. And we just talked about this. Mascotting? No, no. It's called an entrepreneur. You know, you're an entrepreneur now. Have you ever heard the term entrepreneur? Have you ever heard of that? (laughs) No, No. but it's within. Yeah, it's basically when you have somebody within your organization, like like Mason Marketing, who's kind of, who you kind of put in charge of a project, and then they just own that project, yeah. and they treat it like their own little business. Yeah. You were intra- you were an entrepreneur. Yes. Slash yeah. on the fall, no one wanted to help out with my projects because they were very <laughs> tedious. I would also have like a bajillion gift cards, and we would create routes, and we'd go around Buffalo, Rochester, yeah. Elmira, and distribute these gift cards to schools yeah. um, to give to teachers. And it was hard to give people free things, believe it or not. Yeah, a lot of people denied it. Yeah, yeah. so you'd be yeah, surprised. That's funny. Yeah. How about yourself, the scientist? So I was in school a little bit longer. So I went to school. Um, I After school, I stayed like an extra year or two, and I did research at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of was trying to figure out what kind of research I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. And I kind of I kind of detoured from it because I decided that... Um, it just felt really guided by money, the whole thing. Like, people's brilliant ideas were being, like, scoffed at and, like, thrown away because they wanted to put money towards things that were going to make them money, not things that were going to help the scientific community. And I got frustrated with that, so I left. And this was, like, a time where I was, like, anti-establishment and all that stuff. So I left, and I came back here, and I actually went back to school to become a teacher because I was like, oh, my God, I'll reinvent it. I'll teach kids how to really live, I'll get them off this bean path, I'll change the system from within the system. And so when I was back in school doing my master's degree here, that's when we started, because I was home again, so we started traveling, traveling. and talking about how we could change the world yeah. and um, how we could make it better. And then you know, we traveled, found the idea for this business, came up with the business. And by the time I had graduated college, 
this was taking off and I was like, well, maybe I don't even need to be a teacher. I can do everything I wanted to do from that system within the system we're creating. Yeah, and it's funny because we both got, you know, fed something that just within the corporate industry that set us the wrong, you know, just changed our moods because Mm -hmm. for me, I was in the, you know, mind control basically industry marketing is mind control like or manipulation trying to get people to buy things that they don't necessarily need i'm in brainstorming sessions trying to figure out how we can you know align something on a computer screen that would be more advantageous for someone to click it like you know we're just trying to get into people's heads or make them feel like there's not enough that they have already so that they'll buy our product or buy our need Mm -hmm. and i was like this is this feels wrong you know like i think when you just engross yourself into the corporate world you find quickly that there's a lot of sourness there's a lot of money there's a lot of manipulation and we're in business now so we're we're in the game as well but we're trying to we're trying to do it as genuine and grassroots as possible by staying to our roots. And that's how we found something we really truly believe in. So we believe in kombucha. We take it regularly. I love, I I love it. I love it all because I I worked in corporate for a long time too. And by the end, I honestly, I hated it. It's exactly everything you just said. Yeah. I kind of hated it. Like I liked it at the beginning. Right. Then for a while I was like, well, I've been here long enough at this point. I don't want to waste all that time. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the end I was like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. By the way, sorry about the language. That's okay. Oh, no. But yeah. <laughs> but and then I and then same as you guys. I like this other thing started to yeah. take off, and I was like, maybe I need to. So I get it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think we just became best friends. I okay. do too. <laughs> I'm curious about the journey of getting into sauce. Is this your grandma's recipe? Grandpa. Or? Yeah. Grandpa, it was grandpa's okay. recipe, and yeah. it was it was the type of thing where like every single Sunday we went to grandpa's house. Yeah. I loved Sundays at grandpa's house. It was my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, Italian American background. So this is a big uh, Italian is too. Yes. Did you guys do? I still some? go to Sundays at yes, my grandparents. Nanu and nani. Oh, you're so yeah. like honestly cherish it as much as you can. I do. Yeah. Mine are gone at this point, and once it's gone, you just you know you think about it forever and yeah. and so i did that as like a little gift for him at the beginning it was honestly just a gift and um i had a few things first of all i think it was an actual good product right second thing is we definitely hustled hustle is definitely a big part of it and then the third thing was it didn't hurt i literally worked on the radio so i worked on a talk show and uh it was almost almost like a joke it was like they stopped calling me Polly google and they start calling me Polly sauce and like <laughs> It was awesome. It became part of my personality, and cool. it all kind of snowballed. And so there was some luck involved there, too. Yeah. But we worked hard. It's like both. It's everything. Anyway, back to you guys. No, yeah. S- we want to hear your story because we're interested in the journey of, like, when did you cut out of corporate America? Like, when did this – at what point did this become profitable enough or even maybe not profitable enough yet, but, like, you saw the, the greater picture and mm-hmm. you were like, okay, I'm dipping now and I'm doing this full time. I'm supposed to be interviewing you, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I'll answer you. <laughs> all right, so basically we started in 2014. 2014, you know, we lost money, but not a lot. I think I started the business. The first thing I did is I got a job as a bartender, and I worked every Friday night for a year, saved all my money. I worked at the Rubino's Sports Bar in Webster, and then mm-hmm. I drove up 250, put all my money into that ATM. Bank of America used to be there. Now there's like a, now there's an urgent care there. Put all my money into an ATM there, and then I, uh, at the end of the year, I had $7,500, and I think the business cost like $9,000 to start, so I was still in debt starting. But if you consider that, in those first three months, that's all we made. I think we ended up just around even, mm-hmm. like around, so we made like $9,000 in the first few months, so mm-hmm. it wasn't... Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't awesome. Mm-hmm. And then 2015 was a little bit, I think, you know, worked. If you figure out how much money I made that year, it's like 25 cents an hour. Yeah. In 2015 was yeah. about what I made. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We're, yes. We're minus 25 cents. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning. It's you're quite literally just working. You, you're working for, for free. free. You really yeah, are. You're, you're working, working for, for the love and passion. That's why if you have it. Totally. You, you need to. Without yeah. it, you're going to just stop. You're going to not continue yeah. on with your idea. No. 2017, so we're talking about three years in, was the first time that I felt like maybe I could. It wasn't even that I could pay myself. It was maybe I could afford to hire a part-time employee. And I hired a part-time employee, and this was a game changer. Because basically, I hired a part-time employee to make deliveries. Because now, it was to the point where every single day, I was leaving work, and I was going out to make deliveries for about three hours. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, you know, you're making deliveries, you're making money, but at Are the same time... Are these deliveries to the grocers? To the yes, grocery to stores? Ev- everywhere. Okay. And Every- it could be literally anywhere. Just anyone who needed sauce. A couple cases here, a couple cases yeah, there. Yeah, okay. 
And uh, it started to occur to me that I was spending a lot of time doing that, and that was it was starting to take over my life, was that I was spending every afternoon just trying to get all these deliveries made, which was a good problem to have. We were busy. We had orders. But also, I wasn't growing my business anymore because mm-hmm. it was just a matter of making deliveries. So I hired a part-time guy, and he started making deliveries. That, that guy, by the way, is still with me, which awesome. is awesome. Oh, that's yes. great. He's the guy who called me earlier to tell me we were only going to get 300 instead of 400 gallons done of Sunday Damn. sauce. So oh. he's on my shit list today. But other than that, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where I'd be without him. So then, like, t- so 2017 basically started to make a little bit of money, invested in an employee. 2018 made a little bit more money, bought a van. Now it's a delivery van because awesome. up until then we're delivering out of the trunks of our cars, right? Right. 2019 finally was when I was like, huh, kind of seems like maybe I could actually afford to quit my job. Wow. That was awesome. So it was five years. It that's, was five years. Okay. It's actually really refreshing. Yeah, because yeah. we're a little into our third year. But this is our first year with the Bucha Bites. Yes. So right. not even a full year with the yes. Bucha Bites. Yeah. And we're, we were just curious also with like grocers and uh, the progression of when you started getting to your first one versus your fifth one, how that worked and how it traveled and how the word spread. And you know, we're working hard to get into these stores and connect with these local yeah. grocers and talking to advice. those people. Yeah. I'll tell you how to cheat. Yeah. Right? Tell us, yes. please. Here's how I cheated. I, che- I totally cheated, but it, but it was legit. Because when I tell you, you're going to be like, that's not really cheating, but it's kind of cheating. So I go around and I would cold call all day. And I would get about 10 to 25% yeses and a ton of no's, right? People, they just, for me, you have one great thing going for you. I'm very envious. And that is the fact that kombucha bites, they don't exist, right? Yeah. You're going to go into a store. My big objection was always, hey, kid, we got a zillion pasta sauces. Yeah. We don't need one zillion and one pasta sauces. <laughs> So my objection was different than yours. You're not going to run into that problem, but you are going to run into the problem where people are going to say, if this is so great, why it doesn't exist already? Yeah. Way easier to overcome, in my opinion. Other issue is the freezer. The freezer, freezer aspect. Space, yeah. Totally. So all grocery, any place has to have a freezer. Yeah. Um, like that's fine for large grocers, which is, you know, one of our questions, which you don't have to answer right now, but like we got Wegmans, we got maybe Whole Foods, we got a few large grocers, but not a ton. Then you move into smaller places. And um, did you get into Target by any chance? No, never. I've honestly never even tried to get into Target. Well, we're trying, we're, but it's yeah. tough. Again, and yeah. the same thing. And they don't take a lot of local products. Right. Um, right. So we're trying to find connections and make our way into like larger. So, yeah. So what other large grocery stores are you in? Wegmans, Whole Foods, Price Chopper, Tops, uh, Stop and Shop, which is a chain kind of downstate. Yeah, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're downstate. So you are outside of New York. You are yeah, yeah. heading on down and out west and everywhere? We're not really out west. No, okay. you can't really find us past Ohio. Okay, that's, but that's still great. It's still great. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But I'm from Ohio, so that kind of helped. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> Cheating again. But, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you how to cheat, though, okay? Yeah. So let's just start local, because this is how I cheated at the beginning. So I'd go around, I'd cold call, I'd get mostly no's. I'd get a couple of yeses. Take advantage. Whenever I get a yes, I would immediately schedule a demo for that weekend. Demos are huge. Yes. COVID kind of screwed with demos a little bit, but I think they're coming back now. A lot of stores are letting you do them. You do a demo that weekend, you sell, you're going to sell a few cases of whatever you're going to sell. It's going to go well. Demos actually are great. They usually yeah. go well. You get some numbers put together. Now, all of a sudden, I re- I'll tell you the exact spot where this happened. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever even told this story publicly. Not that big of a deal, but I think now at this point enough time has passed that I can use names. So Arondacoit. I decided I was going to attack Arondacoit. I need to get into Rubino's. I need to be in Amon's. I need to be in Harima's. Um, what else is in Arondacoit? I think there was a few. Harima's was a no. Not going to carry your sauce. We don't need another sauce. So I go to Rubino's. I go to Amon's. And I get the yes from Amon's. I eventually get a yes from Rubino's. I think that one took a minute. So I go to Rubino's. I do a demo on a Saturday. I go to Harima's on Monday. And I say, hey, listen, I know his name was at Al, I think was his name. I go, Al, I know you told me no last week, but I just want to let you know that same day, Rubino's took my product, and they've sold seven cases since then. Yeah. But I cheated because I went and did a demo. Right. Right? Right. Then I would say to him, just to make sure that I wasn't going to get caught for cheating, is I would say to him, I go, if you, if, you, if you just take a couple cases, Al, I'll be here this Saturday. I'll do a demo. And then I just took little chunks of the city like that, and I did that little by little until we were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then I started to get a little bit selective, too. Where, like, I would want to be in certain stores and, and to be honest with you, not want to be in other stores, too. Um, so, Parkley, right down the road, Park Ave, right? That's a store I was like, we got to be in Parkley. 
absolutely have to be in Parkley. So I begged, clawed, stole, whatever I had. To, I didn't steal anything. I, say. <laughs> I just, I, I did everything I could to get into Parkley, and I kind of, I closed in on them almost, mm. where it was like I had all these other stores that were eventually selling it, and where I was doing demos, and I was starting to get some numbers till I just went to Parkley over and over. Yeah. And I just kept on going like, hey, it looks like, and on the one hand, maybe I'm annoying them, mm-hmm. you know, and there is a little bit of that, and you do have to be a little careful. I feel that way sometimes already. I c- yeah. We cringe at ourselves a little. Like, oh my gosh, I think she's a, this owner is avoiding me every time I, because I'm trying to go in the park. I have 7 Eleven. Yeah. Down yeah, here, yeah. I show up and she happened to just have left. Every time I'm there, the, the register person's like, she just left. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, again? That's when you realize there's a script yeah. involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to just keep trying, but I guess it's perseverance and not letting that kind of. A little bit. I feel like you can kind of tell when when it's sometimes you're just going to get a no yeah. and it's just going to be a no like there was another store <clears throat> speaking of Veronica that's out of business now <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh, was just no yeah and I remember this store specifically because they couldn't fathom who would pay six dollars for a jar of sauce uh, but they had Flower City pasta which was like an eight dollar pound of pasta on their shelf and I just remember seeing that and realizing, like, there's something not clicking here. Right. So on, like, the third trip, I finally just asked them why. Like, it seems like you, you do believe people will buy $8 pasta, but not right. $6 sauce. Right. And he, and he just told me, he's like, it's just a no. Um, and I was like, it's just a no. What are you going to do? No, Some no. are just going to be no's. And yeah. that's yeah. okay. I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't, yeah. the good part is we haven't gotten a lot of no's. We're just fighting our, for our way to get in the door to say, hey, are you open to this? Mm-hmm. And we bring samples. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we first got into Lori's, we did a demo day there and it went well. And we'll probably, I'm probably doing another one as well. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think similarly we knew that tasting the product was probably extremely important, especially because yeah. a lot of people don't know about these Bucha Bites and what they are and what they taste like. Well, so, can we do that? Can we take a quick little detour into what are they and what do they taste yeah, like? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. so, kombucha bite. Yeah. yeah. So, do you start with kombucha? I mean, is that yeah. how you guys started? Or yes. what? Yeah. So, we have our own calm life kombucha, and our Got kombucha it. is 100% raw. We don't add anything to it. And that's okay. like where we stick to our roots. And this is, again, where you kind of decide where do you stand. Like, we're not going to go towards like the alcohol and, and producing like any type of brucha, you know, like. We're going to stick to the health benefits of kombucha and keeping it raw. So when we realized we could freeze the kombucha and stop the fermentation process that way, mm. instead of bottling it and having to change its composition at all to keep the shelf life, we, we start into this frozen. And it yes. contains a couple things. It has, mm-hmm. we have three flavors. For the bucha bites? Yeah. Yeah. So the bucha bites themselves are our kombucha. Um, and then they're mixed with uh, fresh fruit juice that we press ourselves. And then um, they're frozen. So they taste kind of like a popsicle. Like they're literally fruit juice and kombucha frozen into a bite. And then we drizzle a little bit of yogurt on there. So it's got like a little creamy texture to it. Um, And the three different flavors we have are blueberry vanilla, um, strawberry ginger, and orange mango. And the juices are literally just as they sound. Orange mango is oranges and mango, you know. How did you guys land? Because that's, I mean, it sounds brilliant. Is there anything like that out there? No. There's not. We we originally started into the popsicle, kombucha popsicle. Yes. So we wanted to freeze the kombucha. We wanted fresh, fresh juice in there. So we have our kombucha popsicles, which we still have, and we do at events. And they went really well, especially in the summertime. We're like, this is great. But how much warm weather we have in Rochester, we realize this is not going to be a market that's sustainable. We need to find something that doesn't have such a seasonality to it. Like the Bucha Bites, you can have them in the winter, too. You can add them into your smoothie. They're not just something you would look for during the summer months. Mm -hmm. But the Popsicles gave us an opportunity to test the fruit juices to see what people liked the most. And that came up with the blueberry vanilla strawberry ginger and orange mango those were yeah. our top favorites for the did you recipe. did you have any uh did you have some that didn't make the cut did you have somewhere like people's oh, yeah. aren't well we have a whole line so our, our popsicle line still exists and it's all seven of the chakras so we have the strawberry ginger orange mango lemon honey lime and kiwi blueberry vanilla apple cinnamon and chocolate lavender yeah so it's seven different flavors oh, yeah. so a yeah. lot of them didn't make the cut but it wasn't because they weren't good they just weren't the most popular but right. it's funny because if you ask people everyone's got a different opinion and even right. with the three bucha bites it comes up even every time like yeah we, when we first made them we were like oh, i think this one's the best no i think this one's the best but yeah. everyone has their own opinion so there's not one that's better than the other yeah. there's no reason a fourth one can't come around eventually Absolutely. Also, no, right like, yeah. Yeah. yeah we plan on having yeah. different functionalities yeah. maybe like one that's got like protein for like you know 
post-workout shakes one vegan without the yogurt yeah okay. um and the yogurt is is an added bonus because it's also so so probiotics but it's different type of bacteria than the actual kombucha but they work together really well to help that same nat- natural function of helping the gut so that you can absorb more nutrients into your daily diet. So they're a good additive. Probiotics are something you add into your daily routine. I think that's another thing that we're trying to do with the kombucha industry is re-educate people on how to have kombucha. It's not just a bottle you should chug one time and feel better. It's something you should add into your diet. Have a shot. Mm -hmm. Have a couple kombucha bites daily so that you are boosting your immune system. You're decreasing your inflammation daily so that when you're adding good things into your diet, you're really being able to absorb everything from them. So the goal is to not have to use antibiotics you know um but it's in order to do that you have to consistently use probiotics in your diet if it's not from kombucha it could be from supplements but probiotics are a really awesome secret to a healthy lifestyle yeah and kind of like she mentioned before with the freezing the reason we freeze it is because a lot of the kombucha bottles that are on shelves are pasteurized which means that the the probiotics are dead and then it loses its function which is like supposed to be medicinal And uh, that's kind of like our whole purpose is we want to like re-educate people to learn not just not to buy our product, but to learn that they can like heal and master their own body with their own choices. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are awesome. I love that. Can we go back to talking about different flavors for a second? Yeah. Because this is another thing I wanted to tell you guys that was uh, another small little breakthrough moment is having the several flavors thing, which obviously you're already onto that. But um, at the beginning, it was... I left this part out. This is just why I want to tell you. At the beginning, it was, you know, a case of sauce. We had two flavors. Then it was three, then four, then five flavors. And suddenly those one-case orders where you're driving to Webster to deliver one case is suddenly a four-case order or a five-case order. And, and that started to make a lot more sense. But where I kind of found a line get drawn was around the fifth flavor. Mm. Once I got five, three, four, and five were no-brainers for everyone. They're like, yes, this is mm-hmm. great. It looks like a line. Once I got to five, I felt like there was a little bit of a line mm. where it was like, okay, yeah, from the fifth on, I don't know if we need to add too any Too many more options. Maybe too many options yeah. at this point. So then I did something where I, um, again, because you guys will learn I'm full of shit. I stole an idea from the brewery. The breweries are always doing seasonals. So I made my ah, sixth flavor a seasonal. Seasonal, yeah. yeah. And now I was up to six flavors, and most people dug that. That was like yeah. my way to overcome yeah. that objection of, I don't know if we need a sixth flavor, yeah. but the sixth flavor is butternut squash, and it's Ooh. fall. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's they're like, special. okay, I got to have, yeah. And yeah. oh, and it's only going to be here till November. So long, yeah. And in November, yeah. it doesn't go away. In November, right. I just come and I show up with winter wine and mushroom, and I go, yeah, butternut squash has gone away. But now here's winter wine and mushroom. Yum. We Your call sauce it. is awesome, by the way. I have some in <laughs> my fridge and you're at the public market too uh yeah kind of it's not actually me it's through pasta, pasta classics. classics yeah, yeah but exactly. I saw him, I'm like, oh, there's a sauce over there yeah 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 it's good so but that was so then like the sixth season was a seasonal then the seventh was an offshoot it was a pizza sauce so it's kind of a different category ah. so that also helped to where now all of a sudden driving to whatever suburb you want to pick say webster mm-hmm. i'm just talking about those first couple years you know Instead of driving a Webster to deliver one or two cases, now I'm delivering six cases. Or yeah. some places will take two of each. Now it's 12 cases instead of yeah. instead of one or two. That was another yeah. big moment, too. Which you guys are kind of already doing that. But yeah, don't lucky. be afraid. Yeah, we usually get one case of each flavor from the beginning. Sure, yeah. That's how we offer like no delivery fees. And that's kind of our baseline is one case of each. Um, but it's just like that consistency factor of like how many people are going to reorder, how quick are they going to reorder. And we are getting into the colder season. So there is going to be a little bit just because it's frozen, a little bit of a change, but because we're also pushing the fact that they're multi-use, it's not just a pop in the mouth, like a nice cold snack after dinner or whatever you can add them to your smoothie they're a source of fruit and probiotics yeah before or after you work out or just as a meal replacement mm-hmm. they're a great additive are you are you having any issues with educating because it sounds like that's how we said before how my thing was always we have a million pasta sauces yeah the bad news there was they did every store had a million pasta sauces you don't have that problem my problem was nobody needs educated on how to use pasta sauce right, yeah. right? the public knows what to yeah. do is that where you run into your problem is educating the public essentially yeah we do have a little bit of bottleneck yeah. there we have a lot of people that don't even know what kombucha is unfortunately i think for at least the east side you know um of the united states we're a little we're a little behind on the health curve when it comes to kombucha down south 
they're much more informed as well as out, extremely informed out west. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very aware and they use kombucha into their lives in, in all aspects. I mm-hmm. think we're just a little late to the party here. Um, out, but like it's, but people do. It's becoming more familiar. It is growing. Uh, we're noticing that just every day we have more people that do know what it is. Mm-hmm. But we're still re-educating those people that are educated on how to use it, though, because. Right now, people are just seeing it as this uh, drink that you drink all at once or, you know, they're just not yeah, like an alternative to getting a soda. Uh, yeah. there's, I'm going to get a kombucha this one time because it seems healthier. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed yeah. to add it. Literally, we talk about it, it's like added into your daily life. Yeah. Add it to add into your daily routine. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got but it. I think that doing those doing not the pop up, well, pop ups, but um, demos. demos like those are really helpful because those give us the opportunity to tell people what they are and what you can do with them and how it's good for you. And yeah. 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 Honestly, standing at Lori's for three hours on a Saturday, you touch, you touch so many people with that. We did it. You're going to talk to a hundred, 200 people maybe. I don't know. Uh, Uh, Maybe not. Well, it depends, but but whatever. Nonetheless, definitely a good amount enough to actually, anytime we go to any type of event, even if we've touched five people, it feels fulfilling because that transfers into three people that they know. And it's something new and Mm -hmm. exciting that I feel like they are, they talk about, you know what I mean? Yes. There was, there's always, me too. I mean, I, we still do arts festivals every weekend, which I would highly recommend. Um, so we're in a little bit of a dead area now, but we're doing rock holiday village and holidays at the market in the holiday time. But, um, arts festivals every weekend. And sometimes someone will work my booth with me or they'll stand and people will come up all the time who've never heard of it. What is this? Who are you? What is this sauce? And I tell those people about it. And every once in a while I've noticed people be like, Wait, does that make you mad when they and I go? It's the greatest. Right. I mean, there's not a lot of opportunities to still find new people who have never heard of it to find new customers. It's hard to do. Mm. Yeah. Like, so when yes, when you're talking to somebody who has never heard of it, great. That's a yeah. great thing. That's like yeah. a blank slate. You have the opportunity to get in there. And, yeah. Yeah. And enter their consciousness because familiarity yeah. is such a thing. People will buy familiar things. Yeah. All the time. And that's mm-hmm. we've done a couple little demos or that you know we just give them samples out at gyms. We've been at Spenga in Pittsburgh. We've been mm-hmm. at um, LA Fitness. We've been at Knockout. Uh, we have been kind of you know gearing towards some a lot of gyms because of that health conscious community that tends to go there um that we tend to pull into our target market Mm -hmm. so we've gravitated towards gyms but we're open to other places as well just kind of where it's fallen so you guys you launch when did you officially launch launch the bites you said it's been about three years um, no that was oh. when we started this business okay with just kombucha okay but you we, were a kombucha business right yeah right. we launched this the bites i don't know this year definitely okay very recent though. yeah yeah within 2021 but okay. we started with the idea last year got it i think and it's been a lot of prototyping a lot of work just engineering the packaging yeah the it was really though it was still 2021 because i remember it was like the end of winter it was like maybe march 2021 and we were like getting ready because i remember we were thinking about putting the popsicles in grocery stores we were thinking about it we were working with the marketing team we were like okay we got to figure this out because it's going to be summer and we don't want to miss this chance at the popsicles and like just before we went into a meeting she was like wait i think i have an idea yeah and i was like okay let's go with it and yeah yeah it was was right before we were ready to pull the plug i was like wait and could you imagine like our mark everyone's ready to put these popsicle boxes and we had a whole team together and i was just like actually scrap it we're doing something totally different yeah. i love it early stage entrepreneurship yeah. it's, it's great those are good memories and good Multiple. stories yeah. yeah yeah okay so what was the first store to take it like the first place lorries and that Lori's. was really Perfect. only about a month ago no it's been yeah two months yeah maybe two months time flies I don't when know you're when you work for yourself, it doesn't weekends don't matter anymore. No. It's every day's a work day. You work every day. Yes. Yeah. Any day. <laughs> yes. And whatever time it is, it could be two in the morning, it doesn't matter. Well that's the thing is I've gotten yeah. I've actually received negative feedback from my employees before because I will fire off a straight up just like work related text at six AM on a Sunday. Yeah. And then on Monday, like one of my production guys will be like, Hey man, I love you. I don't know. I don't need it on Sunday morning <laughs> at six. Like I was just waking up, you know yeah, what I mean? And they, Cause to me, I'm going like, what do you mean Sunday morning at six? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. 
I, I forgot I was checking my email and something occurred to me and yeah. I fired off that. You do, you have to like remember and be like, oh, the rest of the world is having a Friday night. Right. right. I've answered many emails at like three in the morning and I thought about it the next day, like, yeah, they probably wonder why yeah, I'm answering it. That like, yeah. it's just, you're in bed or you pop up. It's just, you're, you're always thinking about yeah. it. So yeah. well, like we, we're working. trying to hire right now. And this guy had, I had heard about this guy, he'd been recommended, whatever. I ended up not really having time to call him for a day. It took me like a day to call him. And finally, I call him, and as I'm calling him, it's occurring to me, it is 7.30 on Saturday night, <laughs> right? And, like, the last thing he's expecting is for a potential employer to be calling him. But to me, it's like you just said, to me, it might as well be 2 o'clock on a Wednesday. I don't yeah. even know the difference. No, yeah. right, yes. yeah. It is a weird thing that time, ever since being out of the corporate world, um, it changes drastically yeah. on how it feels. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it just it's total flow in your life. It's just kind of like you're just – It's is it Monday or Wednesday or – Friday, yeah. it doesn't matter anymore. So give me give me the biggest, like your biggest win so far, and then let's talk about also what's keeping you up at night right now. Ooh, those are good questions. Those yeah. are good questions. I think our biggest win personally, I think, is that we've had Whole Foods actually reached out to us, which awesome. was um, pretty huge, yeah. as well as we had a conversation with someone at Wegmans originally. We thought we'd be in the frozen fruit section, and they wanted to cut a price down so far that it w- it w- we would literally be not, we would be not making any money close to like we'd be losing money so we couldn't do it so we thought oh that was a little disappointing but they said come back to us like in a couple you know in a couple in a couple years maybe or a year uh once you've established yourself and and we'll we'll revisit it so it wasn't a no it was uh we we know we can't you can't afford to cut your price to where we want to be we can talk a little like price and costing and stuff maybe off because you yeah. probably don't want that stuff public but yeah we can talk we'll talk about that afterwards yeah so um, but basically yeah. they said you know Wegmans came back with yeah. a we're not sure and then so we thought that was the end or potentially just until another year but then someone else reached out from to us from, from nature's Wegmans. market yeah and so right. they were like we buy separately like each each department has its own buyer um, so we're from the Nature's Market. We're interested, and Nature's Market has a higher price point than like frozen peas. Totally. So um, yeah, so it was cool to have like Wegmans and Whole Foods both reach out to us. Yeah. Who reached out from Whole Foods? It was Chris. Jim and Chris. Chris Sozy or something like that. No. Suzy? Swozy? No. Nope. He's and he's actually from New Jersey. Oh, it's um, our same Chris. I must have his last name wrong then. Yeah. From yeah, he's in the headquarters. He's. Yeah. He's heading the project for Rochester. Right. But yeah, yeah. he reached out uh, to us and then awesome. we sent samples to him with dry ice. But because of COVID, everything can't get their day of anymore. Oh, yeah. So we're <laughs> like, if they don't make it there, all in peace, just let us know. We'll literally handle it for them. But he said he's going to be back in Rochester soon. I think that's th- I think that's what's keeping us up at night is this. It's like you're so close. But yet so far, it's yeah. like you take three steps forward and then you realize, OK, but we do need like Wegmans was like we just the Wegmans uh, connection was like we have someone that's stepping down that was in that position that we're having someone new. So it's going to be a couple months now. So it's like we had this exciting period, but then it's like, OK, wait, got a whole pause might be a little bit longer, which is OK. A couple months in the grand scheme of things is totally OK. We can do more small yeah. stuff and get prepared. But it is this little bit of ooh, back and forth. Oh, yeah. Two yeah. steps forward, one step back. Yeah, does and feel like that we've gone into like a new store. Like we, I think we've really only been in stores for maybe a little over a month because we got into two stores and then we went away to Peru for two weeks. We just got back and we just got into a third store. So it's been rolling. But I think for me, what keeps me up at night is like I feel always feel like I'm like it's not moving fast enough. Like what other stores can we get into? And I think in our minds we're starting to like. I think we're racking our brains trying to think of like, okay, what other what other stores are there that are that are close by? And that's something we wanted to pick your brain about. Like, what stores are you in? I think you need to be in Pittsburgh Dairy for sure. We've we've worked really hard on that. We've dropped off samples and. I can give you specific contacts who to who exactly to ask for and things. Yeah. Um, Leo's Bakery. Oh, oh that's a good one. Think about. Okay, so think about who's your target customer. It's probably you guys, right? Yeah. Your target customer, it's probably, I'm going to guess, honestly, it's probably a 30-year, oh, is she going to get our chai? Oh, my God, I forgot about our chai. I forgot about our chai, too. I, I forgot know, about I our chai. Yes. Oh, dude, this is just a podcast. Like, you can do anything you want during this. It's fine. We can literally take a break. <laughs> our chai is, what did uh, you order again? 
Yeah. Pumpkin spice chai. Pumpkin spice chai? Hold on. Mm. Oh, mine's delicious. And I got your normal order. What did I get? It's a ice mocha chai. Oh, this is good but stuff. But it looks like it's like half watered down now. Yeah. No, it's good. Okay, good. It's good. It's cold. That's yes, good. Yes, it is cold. We can, we can go. I could sit here and list stores all day, but I think that you need to think of where you shop. Um, you are probably your own target. That's true. You know? So, well, like my wife, for example, is th- um, 31. 31, I think. 31 or 32. Oh, goodness. I hope she doesn't listen to I think she's about to be 32. Oh, God. I hope that's... Oh, my God. Get in your phone. That's bad. Okay. 31 or 32. And, uh, and, like, I just picked up lunch for her from Village Bakery. So that immediately pings to me of, like, Village Bakery. I don't know if they have freezers. You're yeah. right. That's going to be a thing for you is going to be who has freezer space. Pittsburgh Dairy does. So that's yes. a great one. They have a really good, yeah. We like, they have a little store basically yeah. in there that you didn't think of, but they do. I think the only issue with like Village Bakery is like, are you thinking about buying a bag of Bucha Bites when you're going to Village Bakery? Sure. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know that you're thinking about buying a jar of pasta sauce either and it seems to happen. Are you, are you, know? you in Village Bakery? Village Bakeries. Yeah. Yeah. You are. Um, another one is... Oh, Leo, uh, not Leo, sorry, I said Leo, Shoots, Shoots Apple Mill. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Shoots Apple Mill is great. You were just there, weren't you? Yeah, I don't remember, again, I don't remember seeing, oh, no, they do have a freezer, though, because they have ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we, again, we can go through that list. We can go through my list and just kind of pick out what, what yes and what no. Yeah. But I would think if you are your own target audience and think about where do you find it really where, where do you find pleasure in going on a Saturday afternoon? Well, that's kind of why we thought, like, maybe some 7-Elevens and gas stations because, you know, I found myself late at night after, you know, relaxing at home uh, that I, I'm hungry for ice cream, you know, something sweet. Yeah. And I find myself in a gas station just peering at all the ice cream flavors <laughs> for more for longer than I want to, <laughs> I want to say. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just sitting there like, do I get the banana or the s'mores or the cookie dough? And they all sound so good. And I, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. I enjoy that time of yeah. just looking over the flavors. And I'm at a gas station. Uh, so, so while you're mentioning 7-Eleven, let's talk about also you're going to have some, you're going to take some shots too. You're going to have some bad moments. What were we talking about? I don't remember if we were recording yet or not, but ups and downs and ups and downs. Oh, yeah, ups yeah. And downs. Mm-hmm. A big down for me was 7-Eleven. I got into every 7-Eleven in Rochester. And I'm telling you, I was in there 3 months later picking up jars and going whoosh, blowing dust off mm. of jars because yeah. it didn't not nobody bought a jar of sauce from 7-Eleven. Yeah. It just didn't work. And I think it's going to happen once in a while. Once in a while it's not going to go well and you just got to kind of know, you just got to be able to take it and move on. You yeah. really do. You can't let it, every single little one kill you. Not that you will. You guys are tougher than I was. I was a wimp. <laughs> I think we're really, really itching to, to get into that Whole Foods and to get into the Wegmans. I think that. Yep. That's big. Those are big. Yeah. And yeah. I'm even thinking Target. If anyone yeah. knows anyone Target. Totally. Just like our, our pa- if you've seen our packaging, it's super colorful. This is a really fun product and I feel like it fits Target. Like yeah. Really well. If it's a shopper at Target, really well. Yeah, totally. it does. Yeah, so. I think you're right on. I think those are excellent Target stores for sure. And as you're and as you're working towards those, because those will take time. Yeah. You're, you're getting into the other ones that we named, the local right. ones, yep. and building experience and building. How about the actual manufacturing side of things? How yeah. has that been? So it's been interesting. It's been good so far because it's, you know, we're not producing an amount that's out of our control. We go in when we need to when we create like a back stock and then we let the orders fill up and when they start to get low we'll do it ourselves so it's all hand done we, we make we press the juice we make the kombucha we blend them together by hand pour them into the molds by hand pop them out of the molds by hand everything yep. by hand yep and we're in a certified kitchen we're in a safe space a licensed space and um so it's it's with really high grade equipment and we have a really good process but we are doing it all by hand and we're talking to automators and trying to understand when is that point of when do you pull the trigger yeah. and invest into machinery versus doing it by hand. Do you have a hard time keeping up yet or are you still no, good? Not yet. Then We're still good. Go until you have a hard time keeping up. We just don't want to get caught at the point. This is our biggest concern. This. We don't want to get caught at the point where it's like, one day we wake up and we're like, oh, shit, we're at that point where we can't meet demand. And then it's like, well, it's going to be four months till your machinery is ready. And right. then we're like so- telling we do, people like Wegmans, right. like, sorry, we can't meet your demand. We will not. We, yeah, what so I've we, heard is that will never that should never happen. 
never say no. You cannot meet demand. If you are caught with your pants down, then you might as well say sayonara to those contracts. You, you definitely never tell them that you can't meet demand. There's going to be times where you maybe can't, and I might be in one of them right now. But I've been in, I've been in <laughs> since. Right. You basically, you know, you're, you're going to work with a distributor. Your distributor is going to make sure you have some some you're going to have some stock. There's yeah. going to be some inventory and there's going to be a little bit of margin for error, but yeah, you don't want to go out of stock on the shelf. No. Very, very bad. Shelf yeah. needs to be full all the time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, and I, and you, I, you're smart because what you're talking about right now, I'm in it, man. I've been in it for probably about a year at this point of just kind of just feeling like I am scraping to keep up, like mm. making stuff to order. There's been times, this is bad. It's actually, it's good for the consumer. But yeah, it's bad it's for me as a manufacturer. Yeah. There's been times before I'll go to Wegmans and I'll get a jar of my own sauce and I'll look at the code on it and it was made like six days ago. And I'm like, holy shit, we are right there. We are like on our, we are just keeping up right now, which yeah. is a good problem to have because yeah. it wasn't always like that. I was where you guys are right now at one point where I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I don't need extra inventory because I'm good. I'm not scrambling. And now I'm freaking scrambling and it's scary. Yeah. But again, I do. I knock on a little wood while it's here. Way better than if it was the opposite problem Absolutely. and I had a warehouse full of inventory that I had nowhere to go. Right. I I'll take this over that for sure. As Absolutely. much as I know it's easier to yeah. look at the grass, is always green. it's not always greener. But there is a little bit of jealousy knowing that like you cannot keep up because you have so many orders. Like It's doing so totally. well. Totally. I knock on wood as I say it because I understand yeah. some people will hear that and they will say, oh my God, like he's humble bragging or something. No, no, no. 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 It's a problem. It, 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 it's a sure. real problem. But I'd rather have that problem. Because you're like walking a tightrope of losing customers because yeah. if you can't fill orders yeah they're not going to hold your shelf space for you for very long that's true and that's been for me that's been a tightrope for the entire pandemic because the very beginning of the pandemic picture april 2020 it's everybody goes to the store they buy everything i mean we're talking i got the phone call here's a dream phone call i got i hope i'm allowed to talk about this april 2020 i get a phone call from my merchant at wegmans my buyer what do you have in inventory? And I told him. And at the time, it was just under 1,000 cases of everything. And I'm like, 900, 800, 700, 600, you know, on the different ones. And he goes, I'll take it all. And I'm like, and at the same time, I'm going, awesome. But also, Fuck. not awesome. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, yeah. Because Shoots and Pittsburgh Dairy yeah. and Leo's and Hagedorn's are also calling me saying, what do you got? What can I get? What, what do you got? What can I get? So now you're in a position where you either have to say no to Wegmans which is not something you want to do. No. Or you have to say no to your little clients, which is not something you want to do because they got you there to begin with, right? Yeah. And so basically, um, in that case, I really didn't know what to do. But what just, did you do? Okay, so what I did was I called my distributor and I went, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had this happen before. Somebody just offered to buy literally every piece of my inventory. And they went, okay, they're... they're don't panic. And again, remember, April 2020. So very, oh, yeah. very specific time, but also in a weird way, also very forgiving time for things like this. Oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. everything's out of stock. Yeah. Nobody can find anything. And, you know, they're getting calls from Kleenex and Clorox. Oh telling them that they can't have anything. So what the hell's Google Animal Sauce doing if they're like, oh, I've only got 700 cases for you instead of 900. That's better than what they're getting because they've got no toilet paper on their shelf. Right. So I was far from the biggest of their problems. So my distributor kind of walked me through that and said, tell them you can give them like 80% of your inventory. Keep yeah. the last 20% and give that to your little clients. And that was what I did. And luckily it worked out okay. But yeah. I was in a real panic. Yeah. That well, was a scary situation. I got to say, being at least in this market with COVID right now, providing a product, uh, Wegmans is still most likely going to stay open. So it's good that you're going to still have demand. Like yeah. in the restaurant industry with it being so fluctuating, it's difficult right now. Uh, food service got hit hard. They, yeah. It really sucks. They got the the shitty end of that, of that deal. Yeah. Um, products you know retail and stuff what we're talking about didn't it was it was good yeah, it was an it's okay time when yeah up because i mean everything was flying off the shelf people were so worried they were yeah. gonna have toilet paper it did but then i'm sure you watched the news supply chain got rocked yeah supply chain's back in the sense that now it's been a while since i've been told i can't get something an ingredient or a raw material of any kind but what's happening in 2021 so in 2020 and even early 2021 there was a lot of oh this cup Mm, it's going to be three months till we have any more of those cups. Right, and yeah. you're going, what? Yeah. Right now, these cups are here, but this cup 
ooh, it's 20 cents a unit more than it was last time we sold it to you. I'm sorry. Nice. And you're like, uh-huh. Because now all of a sudden your margins are getting squeezed. And that's that's kind of what 2021's been like. I think 2020 was the year of can't find the stuff. 2021's been the year of we found it. It's just way more expensive, more expensive. than it used well, to be. Well, lucky for us, we're stepping in in that time. So yeah. it, it's all the same to us. Like, I'll never forget when I whenever I hear people saying like, oh, gas is ridiculously expensive right now. I was like, you know what? When we started driving, gas was five dollars and something change. At that point in time, I don't remember why or what the heck was going yeah, on. Yeah, there's been a few ridiculous. spikes. So I'll yeah. never like now any spike in gas. I'm like, eh. So yeah. it's the same with our kind of our inventory and what what we need to make it. Yeah. 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 I think coming in, it's an interesting time to come in. Oh you yeah, know, for sure. The market is behaving so differently. Um, it's hard to really get a read on it on people's behaviors at this time. But. Yeah, and you know what's scary is you talk to people who've been doing this forever, and for years I would talk to people who've been doing this forever, and I've been li- and I would just be like, "Is this normal?" Is that? And they'd always be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, oh I've seen that happen a million And now, it's like, "Is this normal?" And even people who've been doing it for thirty years are like, "No, I don't know what's going to happen." <laughs> and you're like, "What? Yeah. You're supposed to be the one who tells me to, mm. that it's going to be okay." <laughs> I know. It's just because people are being really cost conscious, mm. you know, what, where they're spending their money. Uh, because they're preparing for doomsday or, you know, you know, we're loosening up a little bit, but where are we spending the extra money? Like everyone's threshold is different. And for me, when I shop and I think lose the same way, we shop, we don't price shop when we want something we put in the cart. I could tell you how much it was. That's a good thing about our generation. I think my, my grandmother, my nanny, she's still, she's 90. God bless her. And she, every time I go to her house, she's like, how much did those lemons cost? I'm I'm like, I don't know how much they cost. Nani. I just put them in the car and I pay for it all at once. I don't know. Yeah. Oh my God. It's it. We honestly, my grandfather was the same way. They see that pasta, Paul. They had that for 49 cents a pound. It save a lot. I went and got that. And like our generation is luckily is a little better about that. Yeah. Uh, to tell you the truth, also, you know, I sell six dollar sauce, so I've had a lot of price negative feedback on my price over the years, and it's almost never been from people under forty, forty five. But you yeah. stuck at your price. You never went down. Um, very, very, very rarely, and in only certain circumstances. Uh, yes. In other words, yes. Almost always stuck to my price. There was a couple okay. times where I offered a little bit of a deal um, for a very. I tried a couple of times. I tried a couple of things very like i'm talking about a moment in history like there was a weekend where i just wanted to see what would happen if it was for 4.99 so i struck a deal with one local store where i gave him a little bit of a deal and like one saturday for three hours we sold it for 4.99 just to see what would happen and then i got scared and i was like i'm never doing that again what happened was it it didn't change anything okay yeah so yeah so we're we're in in that boat yeah because our our bags are Mm 8.99 but you're getting 32 bites yeah 32 bites they're you know and you can use them over the course of like a week or however you space it out eight per dose yeah i think price is the number one indicator of quality and i think that price it's important that you have a high price and i think that it's important that you keep a healthy margin so i wouldn't compromise on price at all yeah, yeah. Um, i think that's kind of where we're at but we get the, a little kickback yeah the but. Retail, like, that's i think the only kickback is price we don't get anything about flavor anything else like for instance we just got into abundance that's our new win we just we're yep. officially on shelves today awesome. in abundance yeah congratulations so, thank you it's it's really exciting and she you know i, ta- I went in there a couple of times we went in there and uh, we finally got a hold of someone that was in charge of actually putting the freezer space on the shelves, um, like products on the shelves in the freezer. And she, what we know about her, she was really, she's really particular. Um, she has a very s- specific taste and she didn't like kombucha. And I was like, well, I'd love for you to try these. And I brought them in, she sampled them, she loved them, didn't even, didn't question nice. the price, said right in. But then we've had other places that like the 7-Elevens have gave me a little pushback, us a little pushback on the price yeah. a little bit. So. It's a tough one because we definitely start to think, like, should we wiggle? Um, what else? What do you guys want to talk about? Well, we do have a couple, like, uh, other than that, we'll probably talk a little bit off air. or Hit off me up. Uh, Because we want to talk about, like, QuickBooks, believe it or not. Let's do it. Let's yeah. talk about, you want to do it off the air or on? It doesn't matter. Okay. We um, can do some stuff off the air because we're... Yeah. Let's see. We're at like 53 minutes right now. We don't want to bore people with QuickBooks. Yeah, no, definitely don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to get into hardcore accounting yeah. talk on there. Yeah, but just to like end on a little bit more about our Bucha Bites and like why we stand for them. Like we went to this permaculture yogurt tree. We came back with this beautiful, amazing, ancient tea. So it it's called the Tea of Immortality. It was It's dated in like 353 BCE. Whoa. It is so old, this tea. And I think that's one of the things that we believe 
just not only about our product, but in our in our essence of who we are, these ancient traditions. We just went to Peru and learned about the land and learned about the people there, the shamans, and spent time in a space that is so ancient and pure. You guys are cool as shit. <laughs> Yeah. Like, think about what you're saying right now. Like, yeah. You guys just did that in real life? We did. It sounds like things people in movies do, but all we right, did. go on. Go we on. had a really crazy experience yeah. that we could totally unpack, but um, but just bringing that but here to an, and being able to innovate it in a time that can still be useful to today. Yeah. So we don't want to necessarily like say all these old ancient things can be used today as they were because time has changed and people have changed and mindset has changed. But we want to keep them in their pure form, but try and change them in some sort of way that can fit into the need of today mm-hmm. so that's why I think these butcher bites are a really good example of that but that's how we lead our lives and that's why we want to continue to give back into the community is how we can bring pure ancient traditions into current times that can work for us advantageously now mm-hmm. alright somebody wants to go buy butcher bites right now they go to Lori's or Abundance yes or the Seven Eleven in Winton Village mm-hmm. nice yeah awesome mm-hmm. yeah alright we'll guys see. Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. Let's do the, uh, well, now we'll do the off-air version where we get super specific. Perfect. (laughs)